I am this brown bitch. I am in charge. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to be wherever I want to be. For me. And I'm going to start out by stating the obvious. I have not been consistent. It's been a month and a half since my last episode. And because I'm not a man, I'm going to take full accountability for it. Life's been crazy. It's been wild. It's been trying. It's been exciting. And I finally have my head back on straight. And this is something I really enjoy doing. So I am definitely going to be investing way more time into this and being consistent with it. So today I have a super fun episode, as always, with one of my friends, Monica Malati or Hottie Malati. She and I met in this Model UN organization that we did in college that was low-key cultish. And for legal reasons, I'm going to try to like beep out the name or just kind of take it out entirely from the episode. So if you hear like little blank spots or beeps, that's why. I'm just like not interested in being sued or being called out or people coming after me. I simply do not have the time. Monica and I discuss things like representation, Never Have I Ever, and I know since Never Have I Ever came out, we've had other spots of South Asian representation like Family Karma and also Indian matchmaking, which I will discuss in future episodes. But Monica is brilliant. She's hilarious. She is one of truly the funniest people I know. She is like sarcastic and she's just able to pull so many references in. And I am just truly so obsessed with her. I think she's a badass and I had so much fun talking to her. We hadn't talked in a minute, I will say, but this conversation felt like we'd never left off and it was so, so, so much fun to record. I had the best time ever and I'm smiling just thinking about it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Love you lots. Bye. What's up? Dude, what is up? It is so nice to talk to you. It's so cool to talk to you. I just don't know why it got to this point that it took us so long. But but, but at the same time, I'm so happy that this is it. A podcast about just clowning around. Yeah, two clowns. Yeah, two clowns. Taking to clown school. That's us. This is so I fun. We gushed a little bit before this, but essentially the consensus was we both think we're very cool. We want to be each other's friends. We've exactly. wanted to be each other's friends for a while. We follow each other very... I think we've like admired each other from afar for a while now and we both just got brave enough to confess it to each other yes and yeah listen even if you don't do it to a boy you like you should do it to a woman you want to be friends with. you should be you should in your life do it more to women for friendship than you ever do to men Ever. ever ever that's just like that is just like the golden rule of life I agree I agree. Yeah. I think like, and my friend and I were talking about this because at the beginning of this quarantine, I was like making a list. I still yeah. have it of people I want to slide into their DMs. Absolutely. It, it ranges from just like random men I've seen on the internet to like Brian Benny from Family Karma, obviously. Wife. My he wife. Is hot. Can we just like take one quick moment to talk about Family Karma and that he is gorgeous He's and his name is gorgeous. Brian? Yeah, he's his name is Brian. Your name is Monica. He's into yeah. a Monica on the show. Swap Literally, when I saw that her name was Monica Varsh and and that he was in love with her, I had the same reaction that I had to Nick Jonas marrying an Indian woman, where like <laughs> Justin Bieber's "That Should Be Me" holding your hand just plays in my head. Dude, literally, you could swap her out. You should just boot I her. Could swap her out. Boot her. Yeah, he's gorgeous. So he's on my yeah. DM list. And For sure. 
Um, I actually forgot why I was saying this about some oh, just things to do in quarantine. Yeah, things to do in people yeah. quarantine. So I have a list of people whose DMs I wanted to slide into, and I was kind of like curating that. But I've actually like I followed and messaged a man on one of his tweets, and the ah. reason you should always message women more is because i gave this man the perfect opening to say something funny back yeah first of all he didn't understand my reference which was extremely oh basic God. like i think like fans of friends would have understood my reference okay that's how basic that's it was. Been, like you know that that's it's a pretty obvious reference too very obvious yeah um, he likes a lot of my tweets like all this stuff so i was like okay let's make contact right i yeah. was like let's fumbled completely Let's fumbled see what, yeah oh he fumbled the bag yeah and it just annoyed me because i sent it to all my friends and they were like not all my friends i sent it to two people and they both were like this is so annoying you should unfollow him and so i yeah. did you um, did good i just like think that that energy is just better invested in finding people that have similar like senses of humor and like it doesn't have to be exclusive i guess to women but like yeah friendship is just better than romance all when you connect with people or slide into their dms all the time like i love sliding into your dms and just like (laughs) being ridiculous just being ridiculous i love sliding into yours i like on that you know what they're the true heroes we are the true heroes like i get it i'm not a doctor obviously i can't help people in that way but like i give you laughter i give you humor exactly. you know what i mean exactly and i don't want to say that i'm a doctor but laughter is the best medicine so oh my god monica i literally can't i monica yeah. Milotti, md phd dds mba mua okay <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all of those all, things. She's a doctor. She will cure it. And I agree. always just look forward to finding friends. Do not yeah. look for a man on the internet. You will be disappointed. Instead, I say make friends with people you vibe with, and then maybe they'll know someone. And then that's the hope. Yeah. That's the hope, right? Referral basis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, that's how I think I operate. I know that's how you operate. And I mean, for all of your many listeners, like, this is this is how you should operate guys this is how you should do it and um there's only one right way and this is the right way um we should talk about how we met oh i love this i love this topic because we met in a cult honestly like it was a a bona fide cult i can cuss right a fucking cult yeah you can definitely swear um okay good because i swear a lot but yeah so how we met don't even we worked for a model un conference yeah um and i do want to ask you a question in that when you tell people that you worked for a model un conference like my friends think that model un is just this singular overarching organization that has like conferences and the hardest thing for me to explain to people is how model un like isn't a central organization and is like this independent entity in different places there's no standardization it is one giant yeah. fucking clusterfuck it is a hydra with many heads you cut off one conference eight will emerge in its place amen so yeah we met we worked for this model un conference together it's united nations conference it in the acronym thank you so much and it is the largest conference in the world it's five thousand kids descend upon right. the new york hilton every right. year to yep. 
do model UN things and we run it like we we run it and that's what I want to stress is that we as college students yes somehow run this entire thing and yeah there's like this overarching board which I that's where I think the vindictive members are yes but can we they're like not that much older than us and they like are the board and we're the staff I yeah I don't know it doesn't make a ton of sense but we met in this conference and Monica and I have only spent FaceTime. So you you see these people for yeah. one, maybe two weeks every right. year. And then somehow you are all friends. You're well, all obsessed with each other. Yeah. Like I still, some of my closest friends are and I now know people all over the world. Like you could yeah. name a place and I have a couch to crash on. In Literally, I went to Italy two summers ago and Lou, Lou Venturini, who lives in Italy, was like, let me take you to my, my like childhood home in like the countryside. And I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Where her mom runs this like truffle business, truffle. I don't, it's insane. I don't know. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was in Spain last year, hung out with some like it's, everyone's all over the world courtney flynn you are yep. a true hero thank you so much she talk about someone that's lived someone courtney flynn lived. has lived she's lived yeah. so she's lived that's how yeah, monica and i met so monica had the role the year before me and then i stepped into it along with my co-chief of external relations and i'm yeah. pretty sure something happened that year that the role did not exist the next year. <laughs> I, that's yes. So my little brother, who is 19, is on. It was on staff this past year, uh-huh. and he was like, "What were you again?" And I was like, "Oh, chief of external relations." And he's like, "We don't have that." And I was like, yeah. "What?" It was. I, listen, I just want to say I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. In fact, I may have done everything exactly right. But you I know, believe you. Thank you. And you know when they say like you got to trim the fat on the organization. Mm-hmm. I think my role was the fat, but the fat on many food items is the best part. It's the best part. So who's losing out? So. Yes, you're so right. Wise words to live by. Yeah, if you're going to go skim milk, then you're not having that much fun. And that's your exactly. choice. And if you explain it even like a little bit incorrectly, because this is like a legitimate nonprofit generating yeah. fat stacks. Like yeah. the UN knows we exist. Like we have one of our little ceremonies, not little, big ceremonies in the yeah. actual United Nations hall. Like it's a big deal. It's a BX. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. But if you explain it like slightly incorrectly, everyone thinks that you were a part of like some sort of multi-level marketing scam. They do. And like when I explain it to my friends, I also like almost get caught up in how like I'm, I would never be embarrassed that I did Model UN and never be embarrassed that I worked for but like as I'm verbalizing it to people, I'm like, yeah. oh wow, I cared way too much about way this like simulation. Much. Yes, literally a simulation. Yeah. I cared so much. It took off yeah. so many years of my life. People are nuts. And yeah, I don't even know how to explain this because Monica, you live in, you're from Alabama. I'm from Alabama. I know a lot of people who went to Lamp High School in Alabama. Yeah, Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, <laughs> Roll Tide. I know. Roll Tide. Roll the whole tide, okay? I don't yeah. know anything about roll sports, tide. but I'll always say roll tide. Um, right. So you're from Alabama, and you're Indian. If anyone yeah. didn't know before this whole conversation started, she's yeah. Black. I am Indian American. Um, I'm first gen too. So, um, Same. moving, not move. I was born there, but like living in Alabama was 
interesting. Can you tell sure. us a little bit? Yeah. So, like, the thing is, is now Alabama is such a part of my identity that, you know, I'm super proud of it, super happy that I'm from there, super happy that I grew up there. Um, when I started going to school um, in Alabama, it's so like kindergarten, first, second grade, whatever, like, mm-hmm. I knew that I was different, but I didn't understand why. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it would be like, I look at all these kids who are, who are white, and I know I'm not white, but, like, I don't get why that, in my second grade brain, you know, like, matters. why like, that matters. Yeah. Um, and so that was really interesting for me because I think that it, like, by the time I got to middle school and you're, you know, an angsty preteen and you don't want to listen to anything your parents say, like, because of Alabama, I do think that I completely said screw you to all Indian culture and was, like, yeah. embarrassed to take Indian food to school. I was, like, you know, my, my grandmother wears, like, a sari every day. And if we went out in public, I would, like, very purposely try to distance myself from her. And I yeah. think that had I grown up in a California or in, like, a northeastern, you know, big city or whatever that would have been I, I may have still been embarrassed but it would have been less than like the rude things I was doing to my family yeah. in Alabama yeah how did you come okay first of all I applaud you for going so deep already and being so honest about that because I feel like there's still stuff that I haven't like come to terms with that I did growing up in a SoCal suburb which in 2015 was voted by BuzzFeed as the most diversity in America so wow fun fact Cerritos California yeah. shout outs Shout out. Um, But I did live in Texas for a little while, so I understand some of what you say. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have talked about this so, like, matter-of-factly. Like, did you have to come to terms with that? Have you ever brought it up to your parents? Like, the weird embarrassment and stuff that you felt? Yeah, I think that my parents... I mean, my parents knew. Like, I I I don't want to sugarcoat it. I was mean. You know, I was rude. Um, And so my parents definitely brought it up and talked to me about it. But I think that might be the difference between like my mom grew up here my mom moved from india when she was nine to texas actually okay wow. and um so she she grew up here and so she claims that she's the first gen one the way i could see that we were definitely different was that i would do these things and she would take like personal offense to them yeah you know like i would like not want to take Indian food or I would like not want to take my friends with us if we went to an Indian restaurant and she was very like we never talked about it we fought about it okay yes that and therein lies the difference because you're like the anger is always like a symptom of something deeper and something that's like more vulnerable so there it is you probably fought about it and that's really interesting that you bring that up because she grew up here but her response like the fact that she wasn't understanding like she didn't get why you felt that way and then you probably also felt like kind of shitty about it because like deep down oh she for sure did yeah 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 she for sure did i mean i think that like I think that every like kid from an immigrant background does this. Like, I don't think I'm the only one. No, but, like, not. I definitely hurt my family's feelings a lot of times growing up, for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. I definitely did too. And I, I grew up doing like Barthnatium and like Carnatic music. Me too. And, oh my god, stop! You did? I did Barthnatium. Yeah, oh, I what? hated it. <gasps> I hated it, dude. I hated it. I did it for five years. I did it from five to ten. Uh-huh. And at 10, I just put my foot down and I was like, mom, I'm not doing this anymore. Oh my but God. like, why did I do that? I know. And that's the thing. Like, we can never see it clearly. And now I'm like, 
God, I'm like trying so hard to go back to dance class and all this stuff. I did my R and G drum. Like, I stopped dancing when I went to college because I like mm-hmm. left home for that. But now I'm trying to get back to it. Now I'm listening to like Super Bought Them in the morning and like all this yes. stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's like crazy yeah. how much you're like, how much you miss it later on. But yeah, wait. Yeah. So growing up, a little brown girl, Monica in Alabama. How did this factor into like boys? Like, what was that Ooh. like? Ooh, that is ouch. such a good question. So I, like, I tried to assimilate so hard. And so I think in middle school, I mean, there were I was always, like, friends with guys, but I didn't really have, like, a crush on any guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was definitely high school was when I was, like, oh, I'm, like, attracted to these men and I'm, like, into yeah. these men. Um, and, like... I knew I couldn't date though. And all of the Indians that were at my school, cause I, so I went to a magnet school. So it was actually pretty diverse um, than the rest of Montgomery. Um, and any Indian that was in a relationship, whether they were in a relationship with another Indian person or, you know, someone that wasn't Indian, yeah. it was a secret. And like everybody in the whole school knew that. Like everybody in the whole school was like, they're dating, but like their parents don't know. Like that's just the thing. That's how it that goes. That was like a known thing across the board was such and such are dating. Their parents don't know because he's Indian or she's Indian. Um, and it was just, it was weird because it was like we all just agreed to help that person <laughs> keep that secret even though we didn't know that we were that doing it. That is solidarity. You're just like, yes. this is this is the way it is. And when I grew exactly. up in Texas, it was the exact same way. Like I knew these two kids who were dating um, I'm not going to mention names, but for example, we were all in the Science Olympiad team because, of course. That's so Indian. You know, um, but I was like goth and yeah. had like a That's weird That's so hilarious. There were so many. I just did not make it easy for myself, okay? Like, I was like, pick on me right now. <laughs> it, I tried to be super preppy, so. Oh my God, I love that. Pops, collar, Lacoste, polo. No, the amount I, of Hollister polos I had was disgusting. Gross. Did you layer them? I hope you layer them. I layered them with like a long sleeve graphic tee, oh. and I don't know if that's better or worse. It's so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> because okay, graphic tee, yeah. but then long sleeve graphic tee. Yeah, you gotta be able to. You know what I mean? Like I want to wear my graphic tees in the winter. Okay, God. Like, horrible. I'm like cringing internally because I know what you went through stylistically because I was wearing, and not to say that I'm making fun of you without giving you something back, the Abby no. Dawn line from Kohl's. Okay? That was Abby yes. Levine's clothing line at Kohl's. But of course, if you don't know this, Kohl's Cash is the goat. Okay? You need Kohl's, Kohl's Cash. Cash has literally been there for me when no one else has. This economy is built on Kohl's cash okay? amen amen Kohl's is actually extremely expensive without it so my mom would only let me buy abby dawn if there was like specific Kohl's cash that like came through otherwise i had to buy all the abby dawn that was on sale okay because oh, my mother like i i've been lucky enough to always have like a privileged background like growing yeah. up or anything but my mom to this day i'll be like oh i bought this top and it was $15 and she'd be like wow wasting like <laughs> just like <laughs> yes! waste <laughs> like yes! save your money you want to travel and now you're buying exactly. $15 shirt oh my gosh like, my mom does that too anytime uh, I like throw anything away too she'll be like why'd you throw that away you could have gotten more out of it and I'm like literally how and I <laughs> I saw a mutual friend of ours tweeted about this who has a uh, an Indian significant other um 
that when she went into her girlfriend's fridge, like it was, she shouldn't think that any yogurt container is actually yogurt. It's not. I felt that deep. Yeah. In soul. Deep. Because my mom won't throw anything away. She thinks that everything has a purpose. Everything will be used later on. Um, and that's how we save money. We yeah. do. Yeah, you do. And my mom is actually the opposite way. So you either have an Indian mom who saves everything or you yep. have the Indian mom who throws away everything. And that's my mom. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. like aggressively throws things away to the point where like I'll come home even now and I'll be like, where's this shirt? She's like, oh, it was old. I threw it away. And I'm like, what? what's yeah. going on here? Like stop throwing yeah. things away. And then frequently <laughs> people are like, oh, I shouldn't have thrown that away. But anyway, what I was trying to say before I got sidetracked on this Abby Dawn thing was my friend who was dating my other friend, okay? They were also like Hindu-Muslim dynamics at play there, okay? Whoa. Big, yeah. big deal. And on the Science yeah. Olympiad, they, it was like a thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, he sent her for her birthday a cover of him whisper singing Jay Sean's down into his like webcam microphone. Um, that's so intimate. Yeah, because because like he's like I had to like be quiet about this because like my parents would be like, why are you singing this? And then I I didn't want them to know I had a girlfriend whose birthday I was singing this for. <laughs> like it's like this whole thing. So so that's my favorite story. Here's a few reasons why. I don't know if I like the fact that he first of all did it in general that he whisper sang. Or that the song that she wanted him to sing I don't know if she for her birthday it. was down by Jay Sean. I don't think she wanted it. Also, I misspoke. He's like Sikh Punjabi. So like I think like maybe he felt some affinity towards Jay Sean who that, that could be I would rather that be it. And Jay Sean was the only person we had for hella long, dude. We had like for hella long. Yeah, we had like Jay Sean, Lily Singh, and Just Rain. That was it. That was That's, it. And Lily Singh wasn't even as as big. Yeah, as then, Just Rain. She... No, she was like just coming up, but Just Rain yeah. was like decently established then. I mean, I... we had Jay Sean before Mindy Kaling. We had, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I just want to be clear on who the pioneer is. Okay, it's Jay Sean. It's Jay, it's Jay, Jay Sean. Sean. So thanks, Mindy. But speaking yeah. of Mindy, we wanted to talk about Never Have I Ever. All of this was to yes. get to that. Yes. So. <laughs> What were your thoughts on it? Tell me, like, because I I had actually an experience where I really related, so I want to know what you felt. Me too. I loved it. I will accept no slander for that show. I will accept comments, which we will get to, but I absolutely loved it. That's kind of how I was in, like, high school. That's how I am now because I don't feel 24. Um, I was, like, kind of boy crazy, kind of in love with all these people who, like, would never probably give me a second look. I mean, that happened to me. Ninth grade, yeah. the the gates opened, and I was so boy crazy, and like, yeah, none of them would, you know. Yeah, actually, I was boy crazy up until ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. Oh and wow. Then, and then something happened, like ninth, tenth, eleventh. I think like ten, eleven. I would fall in love with people at model UN conferences. yeah that was the only time i was not into anyone in my own high school but every time i went to a model un conference i would find like my the object of my attraction like it was just dead and but then like i just related to that aspect a lot and a lot the fact my other thought 
actually before any of the relation stuff or like stuff mm-hmm. that I related to is the fact that I'm like madly in love with Sendhil Ramamurthy. Like he is my husband. Like he is mine. Like I feel what white when I about saw Jonas. that he not just that he was in it, but he's a dad. Oh God! <laughs> I was like, oh my good God, my ovaries. I know. Yeah. The way he calls her Kanna, I was just like... And you're you're Tamil, right? I am, yeah. What are you... Okay. Uh, I'm from Andhra Pradesh. Hi, Hyderabad. Okay, okay. Yeah, so for us, it's like... Kanna is the equivalent of like... Like we would say like Monika Ma. Like, you know, um, oh, like cute. the little Amai at the end. Yeah. Like, just like... So every time he said it, I was like... <laughs> I know, literally weep. Literally yeah. sobbing. <laughs> the only critique on his pronunciation was that he tried to say Thakali Sambar. Thakali uh-huh. is tomato. But he messed up and he went Thakli. I was like, you mean Thakali. I know you mean tomato, but like... Right. Anyway, whatever. So I absolutely loved him. I think like the angst that she felt in that show, but like the complex relationship of like loving your family so much, but then having to mm-hmm. be like, I gotta do things on my own and I gotta do them my way is so... Yeah real and the fact that she has such a difficult time processing her emotions and then has these like random outbursts i yeah deeply understood that i would <laughs> deeply i would leave my r engage room classes because i did my r engage room you know what's up mm-hmm. i would leave some of my r engage room classes or practices just like sobbing randomly in the car like it's just like yes. it's just because I was taking yeah. SAT that year, I was going to prep classes <laughs> and practicing for my R&D. The year of the, the year of the, yeah, the PSATs like or PSATs, I would immediately after school like beeline to my car, roll out of like you know our like student parking lot or whatever, and mm-hmm. just like blast like freaking Green Day or something. And oh just my god! Scream. Oh my god! That's what I would do. <laughs> that was my like. I did not know how to process my emotions at so. all. Yeah, I just would scream into the void. And this chick got a therapist. I mean, granted, like, she went through a really traumatic parental death. Sure, but sure. she had a therapist, and she was not, it was not clicking for her. But it wasn't clicking for her. Who does it click for at 16? I don't think anybody. It definitely, it definitely doesn't. Like, I don't yeah. think it clicks for anyone. I think that, like, your family is so involved in your angst when you're, like... <laughs> I'm not going to say that this isn't, like, for just Indian families. Like, this could be for anything. But, like, because of that collectivistic nature, like, your family's so involved in every single decision that you make that, like, your angst is... They're also involved in your angst somehow. And you're just, like... It's just, like, what your life revolves around 24-7. Yeah, and it's, like, you live with your angst. There are physical embodiments of it. And, like, Ah. you can't do just any of the shit that you want, almost. Or, like, there's... You're never presented with an alternative framework for going about what you want. Like, my parents are so open-minded and did not care when I graduated high school with semester to semester. I've counted seven C's and two D's. Um, Yeah. My math and science classes, like, they didn't, like, care. But even so, I found it and still find it very difficult to not think like a brown person like when I think about my career and I think about the jobs I want to do in the future I'm like oh but that doesn't even sound like a real job it's like no shut up the the jobs that don't sound like real jobs are the fun jobs or the fun jobs totally but you're never presented with that way especially in high school to think differently which is why I was like okay I'm not good at math I'm not really don't want to do science so I guess I'll be a lawyer like I don't really know what else is there to like 
go to about? do yeah. at that point. Well, so that's actually a great example of what growing up in Alabama was like. Um, I was not good at math and science either, but like, so this is going to sound sad, but the, I, like, I was an Indian kid because like, I, I just really wanted to be accepted. Like, yeah. and, and Alabama obviously made that tough. Um, and so I was the kid that was like loud and obnoxious and got in trouble a lot, mm-hmm. but I wasn't at the level as the other Asians in terms of like intel uh, in terms of grades. Yeah. Like it didn't translate oh to my, my God, grades. Yeah. And and the first time that I remember feeling like, oh shit, I'm actually like smarter than people at this was AP US history. And coincidentally that's also what got me into MUN, but it was AP US history. And I remember we did like a practice DBQ and I got a great grade on it. And everybody was like, oh my God, Monica's smart. And I was like, oh my God, I'm smart. I know, literally. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. I'm as shocked as you right now. Exactly. Yeah. But I wasn't, I was horrible at math and science too. Yeah. And you know what? I, I did this. I think this is like not just an Alabama experience, but I think it's so interesting how we like are racist to ourselves sometimes in, in order to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, because people started calling me the Asian fail because I was good at English and history and bad at math oh my God, and science. <laughs> and, but I egged it on. I was like, I know I'm the Asian fail. And like now I'm like, good God. Yeah. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we let people do that? And that brings up a very painful memory for me that I actually still have not come to terms with. Because when I talk about it, let's talk about it. In Texas, in middle school, in seventh grade, or no, it might've been eighth grade. I took home ec, right? Like as like Uh one of those like whatever classes and elective classes, I think they were called. And there was a kid in there who would bully me every single day. And I've still been unable to tell people out loud at 24, like, 11 years later what exactly he used to call me because it still bothers me it, it, right like you like almost like deny it out of your head yeah and i'm like i'm still so uncomfortable talking about that but yeah. i him up he's bald he looks nasty and bye but whatever digressing it's you do i think do whatever you can to feel more accepted and just like assimilate and you're like if people are labeling me XYZ, like, at least I have a label. You're like, right. whatever. And I, I like, actually, like, so I stayed up. I, on the day after it came out, I stayed up all night, like, till, like, two and watched all of them. Watched the um, whole show. Watched all of Never Have I Ever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I noted how I felt, like, what we just talked about mm-hmm. and how she had angst as a teenager and she was going through a lot, but it was never about because she was Indian. Like, the fact that she yeah. hated being Indian. She yeah. It was never, like... You know, being Indian definitely, like, was part of a whole lot of the, the problems and whatnot that she was going through. But it was never her trying to, like, disown that culture. Yeah. And, like, there was never any talk of, God, I hate this, or I don't want to speak my language with you, yeah, or I don't want to yeah. eat this, or whatever. And I think that that's, like, going to be so empowering for, for Indian girls that, like, didn't have that growing up, like us. Yeah, exactly, because... I agree. Initially, I was like, wait, I feel like a lot of this was because she was brown that she felt this way. But I love that they thought about from like a 16 year old's perspective where she's not thinking, oh, I hate myself and my culture. That's why I feel this way. And it's like, sometimes it's not even like an active thing that you feel about yourself. It's just like the background to everything else, which I appreciated because they weren't like trying to make this her coming back to being Indian. This was just like, 
one of the many problems that she mm-hmm. had and like processing it the way a 16 year old's brain would process it and sometimes it's as simple as she sees that guy at the ganesh puja who like went yeah. to stanford i think like yeah. <laughs> i think it was probably stanford and did you have like, ganesh puja in a high school when you had ganesh puja we like in yeah we had it at like a temple that of course used to be a church so like the this like, one church near us yeah is now a temple and that's like where my mom has like all of her friends does her sloka classes these days mm-hmm. and things like that we we did ganesh puja before we had a temple like in a high school in montgomery no like in the way. cafeteria I yeah i literally love that our engagements are still done at like high schools with dope auditoriums and you have like a ganesha like entire altar set up like yep. in the lobby of this high school theater like it's <laughs> It's literally, I'm just like, I see myself here. Right. Yeah, so that kid comes back from Stanford, and then he's yeah. like, no, like, I really miss this, and I think it's dope. And she's like, okay, cool, that's, like, enough for me. And, I'm like, sometimes that's all it is, is, like, yeah. seeing someone else who's like, oh, I like this now, and you take the lead from them, and you're like, wait, I like this now. Like, yeah, it's not so bad. And, and it isn't, like, this big emotional moment. It's just like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly, and that's, I think, way more realistic than pretty much anything else and i did also move back to india so i am really excited to see season two and if that actually does end up happening because like they leave off saying that she might like move back to india and all this stuff because i did do that whole thing and that's a trip and i'm so excited to discuss that when it comes out did you have any critiques of the show did you feel like what's that say that one more time do you have any critiques of the show anything that you felt like i the critiques I had as I was watching it was more or less just like the only time that I that I did feel it get a little tropey yeah um was was the cousin and the arranged marriage thing yeah I just I I think that they actually did a really great job handling it where Mm -hmm. at the end they were like what if we just like dated yeah um yeah I love that but I feel like arranged marriage as a concept when it gets brought up into tv shows is always in a negative light yeah and that that annoys me because obviously i don't think i'm gonna have an arranged marriage Mm. but like you have it's the most populous or the second most populous country in the world obviously arranged marriages are like you you know what i mean like there's gotta be something yeah exactly i agree with you i was like kind of like how are they gonna like deal with this like whatever because my parents had an arranged marriage and yeah yeah knock on wood those two are like so in love and it's like worked out amazing so yeah i have like obviously a very different experience than like what people have always said which is one of those things why i'm like well if my parents like were like oh we want you to meet xyz person i wouldn't be yeah. like fuck this like blah 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 like i wouldn't flip a table because like i know where my parents stand they're probably just like you know like yeah this guy seems nice you should talk to him like totally well and so it's so funny that you say that because like i i don't think that they should have a negative reputation exactly um my parents are divorced and it was like a huge deal in the community when Uh they got divorced um and but i still i still like felt that way where i was like I mean, I, I, and I've told my grandparents repeatedly that, like, I want to do it my own way. Yeah, like, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, let me just try and figure it out. But lately, like, even though my, my parents' marriage didn't work out, lately, the more I've been thinking about it is I'm like, I mean, is it the worst idea to just, like, meet a few people? I don't, isn't that basically a dating app? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you know what's really wild is, like, 
where like, shouldn't I feel conflicted about, shouldn't I be against this? And it's like, wait, maybe I'm like not, like maybe it's yes. fine. Like That's I, like the current Indian thing that I'm dealing with in my life is yeah. like, I've had so much pent up angst against like yeah. arranged marriage. And then when my parents got divorced, I was like, ha, see, it doesn't work. And now I'm like, but, 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 you know, it's yeah. so bad. No, that's exactly like kind of how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you introduce me to someone, like, whatever. Like, I think, like, I, like I said, my parents are very chill people. My mom frequently tells me, she's like, if you marry someone ugly and you have ugly grandchildren, I will not be able to love them. And then that's obviously, such a good mom. my mom is like obsessed with me. Anytime I call myself ugly, she's like about to slap me. She's like, don't call yourself ugly. She like, that's so good. Very personally, actually. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things where like my mom always tells me she's like if you don't find someone great and you're open to us introducing you to someone i will find you someone who's hot her work yeah accomplished smart looking boy and i'm like smart looking boy smart looking boy and i'm like your network like my parents network like my family network spans the globe and i'm like listen my radius on hinge is 10 miles right now. It is deeply unlikely that in Los Angeles, there is deeply. someone who's like my best fit living 10 yeah. miles around me. What That's how I felt in Alabama. <laughs> oh my God, Alabama, Jesus. But yeah, exactly. I think right now it's like being like, maybe I'm okay with some of these things. And I kind of feel mm-hmm. weird that I spent so long rebelling against all of this. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm okay with this. And like, I... I think your parents, the way you're describing them, are way more chill than my family, but, like, I don't think that my, because it would probably be my grandfather that, that does it, because he, I mean, the Texas Indian Network is... is Sugarland, Pearland. Sh- yep. I'm familiar. Yep. I live in Houston, Katie, Texas. There's these huge desi markets in Houston. Like, there's huge. entire parts of the, yeah, like, where they're selling, like all sorts of clothes they have like four or five different restaurants there's a movie theater that shows indian movies they got samosas during intermission they respect intermission intermission yes Inter- let's can we just i know that we have a lot of different things we're talking about but i do need to like give a plug for intermissions here like hollywood why not why not why, why not? not let me tell you once upon a time in hollywood that goddamn movie by quentin quarantino that movie needed an intermission because it needed an intermission and that that that's always been the argument from from anytime i've said this to my like friends where they're like okay but american movies aren't as long as indian movies um irishman shape of water oh, like once upon a time in hollywood fucking lord of the rings like that- gone with the wind all these movies are mad long yeah okay yeah there's... You don't want an intermission? That's a lie. Yeah, exactly. And once upon a time in Hollywood, I could have used an intermission. One, to pee. Two, to go on Wikipedia and read a little bit more about what the goddamn hell was going on <laughs> on the screen. Because yep. let me tell you, I needed a movie analysis in the middle of the movie. I can't tell I'm honestly proud that you left. Because I can't tell you how many times I've just pulled that Wikipedia page straight up in the theater. No, I was surrounded by a lot of people in that theater so the minute i got out of the theater after it was over that's when i looked it up Fair um, enough. and i was like oh okay that like makes sense um the importance of intermissions dating oh oh, oh, oh marriages. yeah okay so my grandfather would be the one doing it and okay. i don't think he knows me well enough to pick the right person for me like i think mm. that he's way more traditional and conservative than i could ever be yeah but 
I really trust my uncle and aunt, actually. Like, I do think they could do it. And I'm almost like, yeah, let's see what you got. I'm like, right? yeah, I... Look, the worst thing that could happen... And, and the thing is, is with my, Indian, my uncle and aunt, they're very chill. So the worst thing that would come from that situation is... I don't want to see him anymore. It's fine or whatever. Instead yeah. of like, if it was my grandpa, I'd be like, we've already promised the family a dowry. What? Exactly. Literally. Yes. I think like my parents, It you need to have someone who knows you really, really well. And I yeah. trust my parents in that sense. My mom would send me his Instagram and my dad would send me his LinkedIn. Um, that's what they do all the time. Like yeah. I've mentioned, like I was seeing someone and my mom looked at his Instagram. My dad looked at his LinkedIn. So like they have their priorities yeah. sorted and they made their judgments based covering on all that. the bases they've yeah they covered all the bases yeah. in that sense but i agree like i'm like yeah send me some send me some profile links you know send right. me some links to his ig let's yeah. see his twitter i mean honestly i just need a name a first name just give me a name and i will do it all on my own but yeah, i, I love that you're helping me exactly. out exactly like i could do the research on my all by myself like i could probably find his high school like basketball shooting definitely or whatever it's called but yeah so I think like definitely contending with all that stuff has been something I'm dealing with too and I don't want any of this arranged marriage shit thrown back in my face okay I'm like not ready to be married or engaged or any of that anytime soon yeah Um, No, no, no. no 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 but you know for the future it's good to think about it but another but another critique I did have too really quick the yeah. accents, I hated them. Uh, like, I hated the accents. Like, yeah. Okay, I, I hated, hated the accents too. And I'm so I'm glad you say that. I hated them. And I know with the mom, the mom doesn't actually, like, she's been in other things without an Indian accent, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think she has two poor not nothing. But yeah. also her accent, I feel like was the most realistic. Or like the yeah. uncle from her brother Arvind or whatever like I feel like they both had more realistic accents the other thing and I actually didn't think about this until I saw a tweet by this guy who used to run the see something say something podcast from BuzzFeed he's amazing he did tweet like you know they made the characters realistic by the mom like supporting Modi and all that stuff and I was like oh yeah that's a good point like that's very realistic and then they also had that one character who was like oh I married someone Muslim and then my life was ruined and I wish I hadn't done it and then he was like that was like kind of weird because they had a white guy like the the dad the guy who like runs the college prep stuff yes so there was like a character representing like white people marrying Indian people who was able to like defend himself but there were no Muslim characters who were were able able to like be represented and like also defend themselves in the same way and I was like that is such a good point and I think they did like kind of miss the mark on that if they made it like the story of why this woman was like ostracized you know and I didn't think about it until you just said it yeah exactly I didn't either I was like wow that that's true that was kind of like a misstep so yeah I mean I agree with that um and it'd be interesting like I wish like we could actually talk to Mindy because like (laughs) is is she because the thing is it's like there's so many Indians that like do that yeah you know what I mean and I want to know if like it's just like something she didn't think about or like is it coming the way she was I don't know is it coming I want I want to see her date someone brown baby 
Any kind of brown. I would be yeah, curious. Could be fun. Could be fun. Could be yep. a really good time. I don't know. But we won't know until you do it. We you you never know. You just yeah. literally never know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the thing that we really wanted to talk about in our MUN um, background is leading all up to this. Everything we said before, this is largely unimportant compared to us discussing the model UN scenes in Never Have I Ever. Monica, take it away. How accurate were they? Like, shockingly, startlingly. And I thought that was going to be my critique. Like, because I have literally never seen model UN in a form of media represented correctly i love the mary kate nashley movie winning london it did have a huge Mm -hmm. impact on my life yes but that's not how model un actually looks Mm -hmm. and so i watched this fully expecting to be like yeah it's so accurate this is the representation we actually care about is m-u-n in the show and not in it being brown like i could care less about that you know what we got a tv show it's an all brown cast We've won that battle for right now. Let's move on to, to the next thing. <laughs> to the other thing. Dude, it was so accurate. It terrified me because my sophomore year of high school, I also went to UC Davis for a Model UN conference. I was also in the Security Council as a largely irrelevant, quote unquote. Listen, yeah. don't twist it, okay? Irrelevant country, okay? And... <laughs> I won my best, my first best delegate, the first best delegate in my class at that conference. First of all, go you. Thank you You so much. You badass. Thank you. Um, yeah, I watched it and I was like, so is the baby conference. Uh That was, it was the exact same. I, I, I wasn't in security council, but I was in DISAC and I was like, this is, am I back? Am I back? Is this a garage? Yeah. Exactly. And they just the party scenes the sneaking of the booze oh my god literally honestly the 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 out there that like the most i've ever felt really out there was model un parties like they're no joke they're terrifying first of all they're yes i did not drink until very late into my freshman year of college okay and i went to uc freshman year was the first time i drank freshman year was the first time i also drank love it are we allowed to whatever i mean what it's fine it's it's happened happened whatever we're out of it sorry if this is how you're finding out that we have a good time maybe maybe like we'll just call it a different conference now we'll be like uh lisbon Lisbon. (laughs) probably exists but we don't have to say much more than that was the first time that we drank okay yeah so yeah it was yeah Oh my god, uh, the partying so accurate. I have received some of the raunchiest, yep. dirtiest notes at yep. Model UN conferences. Oh, they were encouraged. I remember I went to a conference that was over Valentine's Day weekend. So we sent candy grams to people in different committees oh, for them no. to raise money. And it got out of hand. It got to a point where they had to be like, we, we're not reading these out loud anymore. Yeah. If there is an inappropriate word, we're just throwing it away. And yeah. it was hilarious, but raunchiest notes it's I've ever seen. insane. I also had the candy ram experience my senior year of high school when I went to the Georgetown Model UN conference. Mm. I fell in love with not just the Secretary General. Who's mm. under the Secretary General? I 
there's it's not director general because I guess they're equivalent, but in oh. some conferences that's who's underneath it. Yeah, yeah. So I fell in love with both the SG and the DG. They were both brown. Okay. Shut up. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> like in love. Yeah. Okay. I sent both of them candy grams. Good okay. for you. Listen, go big or go home. And I think I wrote my phone number on both of them. The thing the thing is, is what year was this in your senior year? So like 2014, 2013. 2013. Sliding into DMs wasn't necessarily a huge thing then. No. And that's what you did. You, you slid said into no. their DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. And um, actually, at one of the other conferences, I'm going to bleep out the following name. Is my director. You can bleep that out too. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. This is insane. Yeah. So she was my committee director and my committee got so aggressive. Like the dirtiest notes were passed. Like it was so inappropriate and they were all being passed to me. I will say like I was the hottest person in that committee at that time. Hell yeah. So thank you. All the brown boys were passing me notes. All right. Passing you notes. Thank you. Um, But I didn't know, like I was very, I didn't know how to talk to boys then. I was just very scared. I didn't like it. I didn't like what was going on. Um, Yeah she left our committee crying and then banned all note passing and that you com- cry yeah she kind of whack <laughs> my opinion i am so proud of you thank you so proud of you thank you i was helen in that committee helen of troy yeah. helen of i think dissect honestly <laughs> was it really yeah it was just it was crazy we would pass these notes around to notes around to each other and i mean like there would be talk of like, oh, if we're all sitting in the same hotel, like there might be so-and-so going on or whatever. And I was always freaked out because I was like, I'm not a partier. I don't like, know what that is. Oh my gosh. I don't, yeah, I don't do that. Like they, teachers tape our doors shut. If they see the broken tape in the morning, they'll know we left. Oh God, yep. no one was taping shit. Okay. No I'm one's not, taping shit. No one's taping I, in, um, in my four years of doing security, I've actually never seen someone tape. I've, I've never seen anyone tape a door. And if you guys are wondering what we just said, when we ran that conference in New York City at the Times Square Hilton, we would be running the security shifts. So yeah, have- that's another thing I'd like to point out is that we, the college students, you can bleep this next part. Yeah. We're doing security to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite make sense. Um, and so we would be patrolling the hallways of this hotel. Like we had ships, we had these walkie talkies. We thought we were the shit. And then we, we did think we were the shit. Drunk yeah. on power, man. Drunk on it. Just yeah. swaggering through the hallways. It's just that like you put it on and you really do become a different person. Yeah. And like I put it on and I was like, I am this brown bitch. I am in charge. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to be wherever I want to be. If I want that person on a security shift, they're going to be on a security shift. If I want those two delegates to go to separate ends of a committee room, they're going to do that. Exactly. Like, the sexiest power trip I've ever had is Same. walkie-talkie. Me too. And also running a committee. I was frequently everyone's favorite chair. Were you there? Okay, so also for reference, listeners, um, they had this <laughs> delegate dance every year that was... Oh, God. I honestly think for a model UN kid in high school, it was the event of the year. It was. Um, it was the... I we had this huge my ballroom that we, would, that we would put, like... I mean, honestly, it did look like a club. 
It, yeah, it looked like a club. It smelled like a club. And club, like a club. People were for sure drinking and having sex like they were in a club. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. It's literally the Hilton Grand Ballroom, okay, of that hotel. Like, this is the biggest hotel in America. Like, that's why we yeah. had it there. Like, in, or sorry, in yeah. New York City. I don't in, really in New York. It's New at York. least the okay. biggest hotel in New York. And the main reason we have the conference in New York is because of the UN, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I actually didn't yeah. know why we did that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it would be the Hilton Grand Ballroom. We would rent a DJ and there would be this weird ass DJ playing music. All of the conference staff, we were like dancing on stage. <laughs> I don't know why we were doing that. And then we had to like look into the crowd and people were like, we're, like scanning. And like, I think we yeah. thought y'all that by like dancing, we were like being secretive about the fact that we were like analyzing everybody. Yeah. Those, those fucking high school kids knew. Yeah. And then we would have to get into the audience and then tap them with like two fingers like just very respectfully and being like you need to stop grinding on each other or like we used to dance right up on the people that were grinding I so never that did they that. get emba- we, we used to do that as a tactic for them to get embarrassed enough to just stop yeah no it was wild it like literally i don't even understand the things that we did and i don't know how much of this is going to make sense to anyone so i guess this is like mainly for you when people out there you model un kids out there this is why we did this episode this is all for you and if you happen to be brown um you're probably from east brunswick so (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're like 98 percent from east brunswick if, if you're, you're brown a and you brown did. person listening to this right now that yeah, isn't you or me yeah exactly and if you didn't model UN you're probably from East Brunswick or Cerritos there's like absolutely no in between you're from no. one or the other and dude model UN was crazy and never have I ever just did such a good job representing it I felt it. seen but I yeah. still think they need to make everyone in those committees hotter or like right yeah. but you say that and I agree objectively i yeah. agree model you like but model un kids are also not the nerds that people think that we are like no we're not we're power hungry type a enfj people yep yep and like i'm not gonna lie and i'm okay putting this out there the majority of my like makeouts in life happened at model un conferences wow i'm so jealous like i'm not i'm not even kidding with you i had this like running streak it's just it's so funny i had this like running streak of like what conferences i like made out with somebody at and i I think my like best record was like four and then the fifth one i didn't and i was like ah monica i used to remember seeing you and i was like wow monica is so cool and hot and she just like gets it at every conference and i was like wow how can I be like that? And she's brown too. <laughs> and I just, You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I, I pulled at MUN conferences. I did not. I would get the notes, but then I don't know how to execute. And that, I think, is my problem even today, maybe. <laughs> just as scared. I'm just as scared. <laughs> I mean, baby. it's definitely, like, clearly none of them worked. I am very alone and single. But, <laughs> but like, it was just, I mean, you know, like, when you, especially when you did model UN in college, like which which most of most of these makeouts were in college during model UN conferences, but it would be like because you were of age and you could go drink, and they had like a delegate thing, but it's all college kids, and like drunk me, she is a scary feisty confident bitch. I love like, that. I love that. Like she's nothing. Actually, she is like sober me, but she's like confident. She, I love that. She yeah, she's not scared and. 
we dove right in. The thing is, though, is no one denied it. Like, I'm 10 for 10 or 5 for 5, however many it's been. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm, you, listen, you're inspiring me. You are inspiring me to do this in my daily life. Because Gosh, yes, I, just go yeah. up to a guy and make out with them tomorrow. I'm in quarantine. We all are. Like, That's true. Don't do it, listeners. This social distancing <laughs> is important. Please remain six feet apart from one another. Masks have been encouraged by the CDC. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, so after this, maybe. Yeah. I am very, though, like, I will give out my number. Like, like yeah. I, I, I'm like, here, take it. fully intend to become a little... But who is? And every single human being in America is going to go crazy mm-hmm. once things go back to normal. And I will be one of them. I think so, too. I want to, like, complicate my life a little. Just a little. Me, too. I'm yeah. so bored. Me, too. I'm like, yeah. let's make this not difficult for myself, but interesting. Up. Yeah. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Like, I don't want any, like, long-lasting consequences. Like, I don't want to have a child. Okay. Oh, yeah. I might even draw the line a little bit above before childbearing, <laughs> but but overall, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just want to get a little messy. Like, I'm just yeah. too... I, listen, drunk me yeah. is the same as sober me. Like, I'm still very in control, still mm. very rational and reasonable, which, you know, are maybe words no one would associate with sober me. But I am way more reasonable and rational and obsessed with control than any of you people think. <laughs> um, she got my vote. Thank you. Um, so yeah, let's get messy, okay? We start yeah. in one place. Let's get messy. You know what? 2020 was messy with us. Yeah. So let's get messy with it. With it. With it. With it. And on that note, yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible. Do you have anything else you want to add? You know what? I just think that... For, I'll say something first that's that's real and genuine. I do think <laughs> that Never Have I Ever is a good show that whether you are brown or not should watch. Whether you know you care about Mindy Kaling at all, you should watch. But also, if you don't care about Mindy Kaling, then fuck you. Um, and I just think that... <laughs> I just think that it, it really, like... Watching it as a brown person is great because, like... I never, I've never related so much to a TV show. And I'm 24. Like, mm. this this would have been me 10 years ago. But yeah. I relate to it so much. And there hasn't been a single show that's done that. And so I think that just, like, I hope more shows like this come out. Me and I too. hope that everybody at some point or another gets to feel like they have, like, really related to, to the art. I agree. And I hope that she does one for people our age at some point. I, there's not enough mid-20s. Well... Like, that's sarcasm but like for for ethnics the ethnics we have nothing yeah, we have exactly. nothing i'm like listen i appreciate that your writers rooms are trying to process their childhoods via your shows right? but let's process the now via like, your shows if i have to see another like six white friends living in new york or myself you know la or something i'm just gonna be like i remember watching new girl and seeing cc and being like oh oh yeah you know Yes. Like, she's hot. Because that little bit, that one character was better than Friends. Yes. the yeah, I completely agree. And yeah. like it or not, I and I think many other, like, movie, TV-obsessed children and 
young adults who have grown up like i took a lot of what i'm supposed to do in life from tv characters okay 110 percent. i took yeah. all my cues from those bitches okay yeah i don't know what i'm doing right now someone needs to give me some instructions <laughs> netflix green light it because i don't know what i'm doing green right light the fuck out of it and i mean that's what i want to that's what i want my last words to be is mindy if you were to ever listen to this one we love you and you are a role model i think i'm just gonna speak for both of us. i was kind of nodding to you for a little while but i'm back into you you're back in i'm back in (laughs) and do that please we we all want to continue to relate to your stories and that would be the next best next best thing also if you are listening to varsha's podcast please call us call us we yeah don't know how to read a contract um so you could kind of just totally I'll pay, fuck us you over. could work it in there that i'm giving you money yeah and i wouldn't question it. i wouldn't question it i wouldn't know what the hell i'm reading so um yeah yeah i mean basically i'll do it as an unpaid internship if that exactly. if i can keep my exactly. other job um i will do that for you mindy Monica, to end off on this, I like to do a little advice exchange with my guests, okay? So I invite you now to ask me for advice, and I will ask you for advice. It can it can be completely unrelated to anything. Completely unrelated? Okay. That's actually great that it's completely unrelated. Um, not serious? I am obviously very bored in quarantine. I also live by myself. Oh, you um, do? I do live by myself, yes. Um, and so I have taken to using Hinge and whatnot just to like yes, chat with people. Of course. But then they always like we can't go on dates. So so I've had two boys suggest Zoom dates. Now I have already been on one Zoom date and it was fine, but it's like where do you draw the line? Basically the advice I'm asking is like is talking to them and encouraging them to maybe suggest a Zoom date de- deceiving. If you're not interested in them? Yeah. Well, if I'm not interested in doing a Zoom date. I just want someone to talk to. Okay. I think it is completely fine. Okay? I think you should be absolved of all sin here. Because, one, I... Listen. I'm not saying it's my entire personality. But a large part of it is that I hate men. But I also... I think a solid 82% of me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I still also believe that some of them are amazing and great. And I have amazing examples of that in my life. So, but chances are you are not talking to one of those amazing people, okay? You're probably talking to someone who's marginally nice, okay? Who is maybe... Who has maybe only gaslighted a woman in his life, like three times less than the average okay which is still like a large number yeah it's dismal it's dismal so i would say if you want to talk to these men and use them as emotional crutches or time passes time fast um during quarantine i say go for it and if they're like i want to zoom with you and you're like no sir just keep dodging 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 and i love that because men say that we should get the hints because they're like well i never really committed so you should have known and i'm like you didn't say it with your words and you led me on but we get over it we get over it because ultimately we're stronger yeah exactly their emotional capacity is so much lower so they're not even gonna notice so if we get over it they can get over it and so basically what you're saying is talking to them is it's not that deep it's not that deep. I don't think it's that deep at all. I don't think we should think anything is that deep. And 
one of my two of my really good friends who are also role models that I look up to they're my co-workers as well they proposed the they posed the idea to me that the man should always be into the woman more and you know what 100% okay I used to be like what no No, I've always I've always been of that track yeah okay now I'm like you know what a woman's love not to get weird and like I'm talking like an R&B track, but a woman's love is deep and amazing. Woman's love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what that song would sound like. Um, (laughs) It's amazing. And I think, yeah, the man does have to show you that. Yeah. So I'm like, what are your intentions with me? Ask. I I would love for my best friends to, when I start dating a man, to sit him down without me and be what are your intentions? A moment of euphoria, and this is gonna make me sound like a just vapid bitch, but a moment of euphoria when someone does think I'm funny, like on social media, someone responds and is like, LOL, I'm like, you have egged me on to the nth degree. (laughs) Exactly. Literally, I'm like, oh, this compliment is going to (laughs) power my next maniacal Instagram story series because I will remember that you were like, ha ha, been loving watching your content during quarantine. And I'm like, oh, they want more. This ain't it? (laughs) No. But don't feel bad about it. And I think like, like I said, I feel like we both are very blessed to have amazing, wonderful people in our lives. So on a serious note, if he's not treating you at least that well, you can just be like, sir, you are time pass. Like, I am not sweating it if you are not texting me back. But if you do end up doing any Zoom dates, and if I end up doing any, we can play Quiplash with them if you're done. Oh, hell yeah. Like, we like can a Zoom double date? Yes. 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 Because also, I also kind of just want, like, more straight male friends, which sounds like a death they're funny they're funny i just like have an affinity for gay men which is like unfortunate because i i was friends with mainly dudes in like middle school me too me too okay monica my question for you is this this is what i want advice from you on so you were your literal title was hottie malad can't argue with the truth no it's it's like okay how if someone is not specifically confident in approaching people and going for a streak like yours mm-hmm. what what do you tell yourself before approaching someone and what should people like how do they hype themselves up like that yeah totally in the realm Four of shots men. of tequila okay with, um, without alcohol i'm really curious i'm trying to i'm trying to challenge you i know i know i know i think that and it's a really good question i think that what like <laughs> hypes me up is you kind of touched on it I mean I think about like my friends and I think about how like awesome my friends are and how they wouldn't waste their time on anything less than awesome so I guess I'm awesome and I love that, that really that really does amp me up like if I were to go into a job interview or if I were to go into like I don't know an I- like interviewing somebody for something I don't know but like if I'm going into it from like a romantic position I just like I'm just always the initiator and I I sometimes I do get burned for sure but I'm always just like boys are dumb and if they don't or if I don't do anything nothing will happen Ooh. so I guess I have to step it up yet again and so that's what I think about in those two different situations is just like <laughs> if your friends think you're cool they're cool you're cool if you are the shit like give them the opportunity if they don't want it Hasta la vista, baby. We're moving. 
Oh my god. There's Maja. another hot guy right over there. Let's see you later. Literally, what's that um, irreplaceable Beyonce? <laughs> to the left. To the, yes. Truly, I can have another you in a minute. In fact, minute. he'll be here. He'll in a be minute. here in a minute. But guess who you can't do that to? Women. And Women. that's why I want all of you, we want all of you, we to all slide of you. into the DMs of three women you have been yes. following on social media and you're like, damn, you are one cool bitch. Yeah. And hey, if you're it. using it as a woman to a woman romantically, that's fine. That's fine. It too. just has to be women. I hope you all make amazing friendships, situationships. Get into some some messy, you know. Get into some messes. Yeah. None of that includes texting your ex. No. We're going to be clear about that. But you shouldn't excited. be texting your ex outside of quarantine, so please don't do it during. Yeah. We should do a whole separate episode on that, I think. Yeah. We're going to have I'll Monica come back, back anytime on. you ask. Monica's going to be back on. Okay, letting you all know. But thank you so much for this, Monica. This has been the most fun. I am so happy. This has been so great. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.